Hey everyone, my name is Tammy, and welcome to the newest episode of 100% Unapologetic. Hey guys, welcome back. It's me again. And before we get started today, I want to take a moment to show gratitude for my listeners who tuned in from different parts of the world.、Uh, we got people from Vancouver, Ontario, United States, Australia, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Amsterdam. One of my favorite cities in the world, and Brunei. You know who you are. <laughs> so today we have a very special guest with me. Ah,、uh, he's my spouse, husband, best friend, and everything good. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't you introduce、Hi. yourself? What's up, world? How's it going? Happy Hustle Monday. Just want to say thank you for your support. And I'm、um, happy to be here. Yeah,、um, we got married last July. Luckily, you know, we got everything done、uh, before you know this whole situation happened. But when we decided to do it, we never knew this pandemic was gonna happen. So、uh, yeah, it just it's been kind of crazy in terms of our daily lives, and you know, we just thought、uh, it's a good opportunity to kind of talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I invited you to this episode because this topic is really hard to avoid because it's happening every day. You just can't really avoid it. Yeah, you know, especially being Asian, especially all the with all the news that we hear on TV every day. Um, you know, all the news that we see on social media on our phones every day. It's just like a, you know, it's not. We didn't use this topic because this is hot. It's just like it's a topic that we usually talk about between our, you know, the people within our community or our families. But what we realize is that not a lot of people within our community are comfortable enough to talk about this topic. And we realize that there are a lot of reasons to that. So we kind of want to just use this platform to、uh, elaborate a little bit more. Because at the same time, we see ourselves as bicultural individuals. So you know, we have a Chinese cultural background, but at the same time, we've been here for a while. Like it's been more than ten years, or even more than fifteen years for Robert. So, ah,、uh, so simultaneously, we're you know,、uh, respecting and also practicing different cultural values from both of these cultures. So the way we cope with this pandemic has a lot to. To do with our cultural background.、Uh, we just want to share our experiences and our thoughts with everybody. Obviously, we're just talking about our own experiences, and we're not representing all Asian Canadian or even Asian Americans. Yeah, but at the same time, we realize that there are a lot of unnecessary hatred,、um, especially towards our community, that we feel like it's very unnecessary, and it's it's all based on misunderstanding. That's why we want to kind of want to use this opportunity to、uh, and talk about those differences lead to those. Misunderstanding. It's important to have this conversation to kind of let people know that it's more important to prevent the spread of this virus rather than all these negativity. You know, like I remember, almost twenty years ago, we had the SARS outbreak. It was like a pandemic, kind of, but not as bad as this one. And do you recall any of your memories of what happened during that time? I would say yes and no. Yes, as in like I knew there was SARS that was happening in Hong Kong. No, is like when it happened, I was only fifteen. So to me, I only hear from my parents. I only hear from、um, our local Fairchild. 
Now TV, like it's like a, it's like a Chinese channel. From time to time, you hear on news talking about it. It's happening in Hong Kong, but you don't like you don't hear about it like all over on social media. Where right now, basically, people waking up to the phone, they open up, and that's all they see all day. And to us, we we kind of knew it was in our age within our Asian community. We kind of knew that it was very serious in Hong Kong. But for the people who were currently living in Canada or Vancouver, they feel like ah,、uh, you know, they, it won't get here. You know, like we're safe here. Because you were in Vancouver. Because you're in Vancouver, and you, and and during that period of time, I just know people in Hong Kong are suffering, but people who were in Vancouver, like I, I just felt no different to me in terms of my daily life during that period of time. Like I didn't have to do anything extra, or people didn't even have to tell me like, oh, you have to wash your hands more often. Uh, don't even mention about mask or anything like that. You know, um, yeah. Like, what about you? When it happened, it was super chaotic, dramatic, and terrifying because of the news. And I was not in Vancouver by that time. I was still in grade five. Yeah, personal hygiene practices are. Kind of like perceived as a mandatory, essential skill that we need to have in Asia. We went to school wearing masks and all that, and、uh, social distancing wasn't really a thing. I don't remember the media talking about you know having two meters apart and you know、uh, washing your hands and all that stuff. It doesn't seem like the media was instilling too much of fear tactics, but it's more like you know oh this is happening. We have cases in Hong Kong and maybe global. A little bit here and there, but we wore masks in public spaces, and it was like a norm. It's still a norm in Asian countries.、Uh, surprisingly, the economy and all the institutions, or even like you know shopping malls and all that, they weren't closed back then. So. It was terrifying, but at the same time, I think we were capable of having the economy and everything still occupying compared to now. Cause we had the lockdown and it was like so、okay. there was no lockdown. No, no, it never had a lockdown. It was just like okay, we're gonna wear all the masks that we have, and it was yeah.、Scary. I can I can imagine it. It gotta be a lot more hectic for the people that was in living in Asia, Hong Kong, and China. It was terrifying. But the、end. thing is, though, not like until I I didn't know until years later that when I look it up online, when SARS happened, Canada was placed number three in this world、um, for death rate. But then, at that moment, it didn't feel like it was that serious. I think it's definitely different because we were both living in a different country. So basically, we were living in a different world when SARS happened. I think that really influenced a person's way of dealing with a pandemic like this. Yeah, but again, I feel like SARS was a lot more serious in Asia and Hong Kong. That's kind of true. To, to to a lot of people, yeah, it it is true in a way. But to a lot of people at that moment, they didn't really care. The thing I'm trying to say is, people are not scared until it actually happened to them. I think that also applies to what is going on right now. I, I don't want to divide it into like an Asian thing or not, but for our like, it's almost like an Asian thing. Why we always do extra work to prevent things from happening? Because we always like we rather do more, put in a little bit more extra work to prevent things. Like we predict things from happening. Like we、uh, like to a lot of people, it's like almost like we over paranoid. But we rather choose to be over paranoid and be safe than sorry in a way. Especially my friends who were born here or who had the whole life stay in Canada, looking at people like this, will be thinking like, oh, they look stupid. They look hideous. You know, wearing their mask, uh, wearing the mask in the car, wearing the mask. A lot of things like this. And And coming from a perspective where they have no knowledge or understanding why 
it is kind of a thing in in Asia. It's just that because we are lucky enough to be living in a country that has the best of everything in terms of the you know the air and water. Often we we starting to ignore the condition of all the people living in. You know? Let's say like in Asia, we have really serious air pollution, and the aerosols around us are basically dusk, and uh, our population density is extremely high. So basically, you can imagine if people are not wearing masks right now in public, especially in Asian countries, it's so easy for them to contact this virus, right? So. There are a lot of places like South Korea or Japan, and even places like Hong Kong, Taiwan. We were exposed to the SARS outbreak, and that's why we were all wearing masks. Yeah. With that being said, like having our own background and history of wearing a mask in Asia, especially having that image, like of like、oh, okay, wearing masks is the Asian thing, you know. Being an Asian wearing a mask in Vancouver often being looked at as maybe you're sick, you're the carrier of the virus. I wear my mask every summer because I have allergy. People, some people don't look at it like as like、oh, okay, he's wearing mask because he has allergies or maybe he has some、uh, health condition. Maybe I just don't understand why where allergy is such a common thing over here in Canada. And when you see somebody wearing a mask and you you panic and you freak out. I mean, I don't know if it's like this is like a social media thing, but we never really question about the the information we receive from from the TV or from government. Oh, absolutely! Like、yeah. we don't have like back then, we don't have like those conspiracy theories. Like when you see on TV, they tell you like people are getting sick and there's this virus going on out there and people are dying. We just believe it. We just did everything that the government told us to do. I think it's because we are now living in Canada, which is like in North America, and and you know we are sharing spaces and interacting with different people. So obviously we have different coping mechanisms. We believe in different things. In terms of conspiracy theories, we're not gonna go into that, but we've been. <laughs> We've been hearing a lot of things about it from people around us, and I think people are talking about it because we're not in Asia. Because Asians, I feel like Asians don't talk about those things. And I guess we were like、uh, for generations, we kind of taught, we were trained not to question. I'm not saying that this is a good thing, but then there's also a bad thing about always questioning. You know, there's a difference between、uh, what do you call it, a vertical thinking, than just having trust issues. <laughs> what I'm saying is like. I'm not gonna go down to whether oh you know all these theories are, are are true or false. I mean I'm always saying like I don't leave anything. I don't shut my door to anything. You know there's possibility to that. But all I'm saying is right now with that on a side, it's making the situation a lot more confusing for the people in this generation. Because you basically waking up to the information you see from the government, and also you're looking at this, so you don't know what is right and what is real and what is fake. So when we compare Asian countries and North American countries, obviously we can see a difference, right? In Asia, we're more collectivistic, doing all these extra things with all these inconveniences that we have. You know, we wear masks,、uh, we use hand sanitizers or whatnot. It's important to be more mindful about. Our responsibilities, protecting others, protecting ourselves to prevent this virus or any sort of outbreak. Some people tell us they sh- we should wear masks. Obviously, government and all the professional medical workers telling us that we should pro- follow certain procedures, right? I mean, wearing masks is not something that's new to Asian. Another big thing is that、um, all the food industry or country in Asia 
they all wear masks and gloves while they're serving food to the customers. So I never had that kind of experience growing up in Vancouver. Um, but I never questioned people. It's just funny when I travel back to Asia, when I see that, I'm like, yo, uh, that is strange. That is something new to me that I see, but it's not something that we should question. The real question we should be asking is why are we not doing this and not why are they doing this? Because think about it though, like when they're working together, you can't really avoid having conversations and talking between your staffs and, and you're serving food to your clients and then you're making that bonding, you know, you're trying to talk to your client and be nice and all that. You're trying to hold a conversation with client. And then while you talk, basically you accidentally, you're not using purposely, you sometimes you accidentally, you know, you spit on your client's food or... <laughs> that would be really bad. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I mean, why would you even want that? Like, why would you, why would you feel safe when someone bring up your food to you or to your table without having a mask on, like you don't know, or without having gloves on because you don't know where this person's been to uh, before they serve your food. Yeah, I mean, especially in food industry, you know, you just don't have a reason not to wear a mask because I mean, it's very different. I get the culture is different. I've been the server here. I work as a waiter for two years um, at um, Catholic's Club, but what I felt like it's people more in, more into human interactions. So in order for you to get more tip, they expect you to like ah, show them your big smile. You have to like walk up to them, talk to them. They like you have see your face. They want to see your facial expression. They prefer that, but over a mask, you know, but no, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging on that. But in Asia, we prefer that you bring that food here without having your saliva flying all over my food. Again, we're not judging, it's just preferences. We, we don't need that. We, we came here to eat and I expect my food to be clean. I don't want your, I don't want your spit and saliva to be in my food, that's it. Being bicultural individuals, we just want people to understand that every time when we are doing it, when we are willing, more willing to pick up that inconvenience that a lot of people don't, not willing to pick up and word and, and, and put up that extra work to prevent everyone around us from getting it. You know, we, we, we're not just doing this for ourselves. Yes, we're doing it to protect ourselves. But at the same time, we are doing it so that if we happen to be the carrier or we happen to catch it, we don't give it to you. Please consider that every time we're doing it because we care about the community. That's why we're doing it. So anybody who practices similar method or who, who puts on a mask, you know, I respect that. I don't care whether this thing, I'm not going to go there, whether this thing is real or not. It's just the matter of decision, the, the, the action or how much of inconvenience you're willing to put up for the people around you or for, for this community. You know, the people who are coming up to you, I'm allergic to wearing a mask. I've never heard about that in, in, in my whole damn life. I'm actually allergic to Poland every year. That's why I wear a mask in summer for two months straight. Everybody who know me, they all know that. I wear a mask during that period of time. So next time when an Asian, you see an Asian coming up to your face wearing a mask, there are a lot of reasons to that. Not necessarily they are sick or they are carrier. That's why they were wearing a mask. You know, my mom, she has face uh, skin allergy as well in the summer. I do too. That's why I wear a mask. So that's why you yeah. wear a mask. Not because we're sick, because we are sheep. We listen to blindly follow government, whatnot, or following your conspiracy. Whatnot. I mean, I'm not going to judge if you value individualism more. I mean, if you believe that it's at the end of the day, it's your right. I mean, I respect that. 
What we're trying to say is that maybe having less politicizing behaviors and more empathizing behaviors, like maybe understand what other people are doing, just caring, respecting our community and everybody, people from different communities who are doing the same thing. And that's what we need during this time. And that's how we should come together and fight this virus. Of course, there are good and bad from this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, uh, it's not always a bad thing. Obviously, like we feel... Very sorry for those who lost their loved ones and people who got sick. We believe that it's not an easy experience. And yeah, the good things about this pandemic, I would say we are both making wiser and healthier decisions for our health. We work out at home, even though yeah. the gym, it totally changed how we work out. Like before we would go having like more ties at the gym. What's good about this situation, I wouldn't say this virus or pandemic, is um, without all these social events going on out there, everything's been locked down. We are being kind of being forced to make more healthier decisions, like eating healthier. Instead of spending all that extra money on unnecessary things, and we spend that all that money on groceries. And right now, I'm kind of like, what are the chances that you're being forced to kind of stay at home and spend some time with your family? Because every day, for me, I think it's very important that we all realize that the time that we the extra time that we have right now so-called being stuck at home or uh, being quarantined at home think about using this time wisely think about all those time that you were complaining that you never had the time to do this and that why don't you start focusing on picking up those things so that's why me and my wife we decided to pick up a few things to learn during this time spend the time that i never had with my family and and, sp- and maybe learning a new skill like exactly. i started practicing my cooking because it was so bad <laughs> and then Robert started to practice his cooking as well. Uh, well, he cooks better than I do. Well, in terms of learning, sky's the limit, right? You can't. You can always. There's always room for you to keep advancing on something yeah. that you don't know or you know of, right? So, right now, finally, okay, we have. We are just lucky enough to be living in a country uh, under a government when everybody gets to pay what two grand to stay home just to do whatever you want to do and learn what you want to learn, definitely we should take advantage of that and not waste the time thinking about, oh, you know, the parties I could have went to when if this didn't happen or I could have went to the beach to hang out with my friends and I can't do this and I'm bored at home. Obviously, the things that you just mentioned about the healthier choices, the wiser choices that we can make during this uh, crisis, uh, we can also make it as a long-term commitment. We can definitely maintain all these healthy decisions that we make yeah. right now for long-term. Why are we still... Why are we only doing it right now? So we can getting, do it. getting used to it. We can getting used to it. Yeah. Just have the commitment for it. Especially like healthier habits. They're very hard to develop. And once you have those habits, it's better to keep it long term. So yeah, that's how we think. The times that we're staying at home more often, I, well, that's my personal experience. I feel like I have an eager to connect with my loved ones more because I don't see them that often. So I would actually call them, text them, especially people who are having a long distance relationship with you. My parents, my friends from other countries, you actually make time to connect with them. So it really means that distance isn't a thing. It shouldn't be a thing when it comes to human connection. A lot of people, they blame their friendships being affected or the relationship with the, the people around them being affected by the situation. To me, it doesn't really make that much of a sense. I mean, like, really by the concept of 
a, a, a real friendship, gotta have physical connection. It doesn't just depend on that. You know, I have friends that keeps in touch with me for years and the chances of us being physically together are like close to zero in the next five to six years, but we never stopped contacting each other, keeping in touch, just being there for each other, simply. I don't see how real friendship should be affected by, oh, because we missed a few parties, missed a few events, or we missed a few dates on the beach, and now we're not friends anymore. Yeah, I feel like one of the downside of this crisis that we're handling right now is that it really creates a watered-down version of real human connection. It seems like we're relying too much on the internet, social media, and even technology to connect with each other. Yeah, yes, but we are kind of being told by the government to recommend by government to stay home and connect with the family through technology. But I'm saying there's nothing wrong with connecting with your loved ones and close ones to, with technology. But that it's only because we are under this pandemic. I don't recommend people to rely, to rely on this technology still after everything is back to normal. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like technology, yes, it's helpful when you use it wisely. When you use it, when you have control over it. That's all I'm saying. You're using it right now temporarily because you're recommended to stay home. Once it's okay, but I realized this problem of way before this whole thing situation happened, people were not even, a lot of my friends were not, we're not connected. We're not even seeing each other. It makes no difference. We, people would just look at your story and then would uh, look at your pictures that you post and give you a like and that it's called like a, making a bond or connection. I feel like some of the people that I know are maybe draining out from this situation and maybe they're going through a lot in their head. You could tell they're having this fatigue phase so they kind of want to withdraw themselves from socializing. Yes, people are, I know a lot of people are blaming social distancing for the reason that they are losing their connection uh, with the people around them. I mean, like, yeah, of course, it would affect it a little bit. But I mean, way, even way before this ever happened, I was already, ever since that we got married, I always felt like that I've always lost connection with a lot of people already because a lot of people like been depending on technology to do the job for them. That's how I feel like. Never bother sending you a text asking how you're doing. Never bother calling you and... You know, I mean, I mean, I guess life are kind of drift you apart as well. Yes. And people getting committed into the relationship, settling down for full time jobs, you know, just everybody getting into staying into comfort zones. Right. I get all that. But I mean, even after this whole thing is over, this whole pandemic has passed right now, we are being recommended to stay home um, under this circumstance. Right. But under this situation, um, we are kind of like being forced to use technology. It's one of the main way to you know keep in touch with the people around. But don't get it twisted. It's only because we are right now recommended to stay home and we can use this technology to do the job for us. But once this is over, are we still going to rely on this technology to make that connection or is it going to make a difference? And we starting to learn how to connect with people properly at the same time i feel like all these news that we watch and the information that we receive from social media uh it is constantly instilling fear you know people are afraid to make human connections like we used to people develop anxiety and even trust issues for others because we're afraid of exposing ourselves to the virus obviously that's gonna drift people away from each other we hate the word social distancing because social distancing doesn't mean we have to be mentally distancing each other 
I would rather they call it the physical distancing. Yeah, for sure. Like、Absolutely. like something like that, you、yes. know, like you know, like social. You you can socialize with with a lot of ways, you know. I mean, especially with the technologies that we have right now. Technology is good when you use it wisely, when you use it in the right time at the right places, with control, obviously, without losing control, right? A lot of people they lost basically they lost control over technology. They rely everything onto technology. I totally agree with you because people that I connect with the most are the people that I don't talk to every single day or see every day, or even like they're not even in the same city with me. Of course, you would use technology to connect with them, but whenever you do have the chance, you don't take advantage of it. So there are other things that we observed. Obviously,、um, sure, everybody watched the news. We see stories that are quite terrifying. There are stories that Asians are being attacked. By racist and you know people like that, they often have misunderstanding of another culture, and that's really dangerous because when people jump into conclusions, it causes people to have prejudice for Asians or even people who are you know doing the things that are different from how they cope with this pandemic. So. I find it really annoying, and it kind of pissed me off. Was that time when we went to IGA? Oh, you mean the lady? Yeah. Well, not because she's a Caucasian lady, but the treatment that we got from her. So you know, on IGA, they told you to do this two meter distance, and then you gotta do one way direction. And then we were grabbing some stuff on like one aisle, and they told us, like, I mean, there were signs on the floor. Maybe I wasn't really doing that because I thought. But don't、I'll... you find it's like the whole two meter? Thing is kind of stupid though. It like, is who, stupid. Who, who's watching out over that? Exactly. It's <laughs> I mean, hard to police that type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why we decided to wear masks anyway. One thing is that we didn't believe people will actually they can actually manage two meters all the time. And the secondly is that we don't have confidence in doing so as well. So we put on a mask. And we believe at that moment was the safest things to do for everybody around us in that shop. Exactly. And then at that moment when we were grabbing some stuff from the aisle,、uh, I was walking. Back and forth. This Caucasian lady, she wasn't wearing a mask, and obviously, I'm not gonna feel a type of way and be like, "Why didn't you wear a mask?" You know, we were wearing it. Why? Yeah, we never judge it on anybody. We're just doing it ourselves. You never judge anybody. We respect people. Like we pay attention to what the government says too. When they say recommend people wearing a mask, if it's not mandatory, then I also respect people who don't, and I'll stay away from them. But Exactly, and at that moment when I was walking back and forth from the aisle, she saw us wearing a mask, right? And then she just automatically covered her face with fear. You could right away. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Like you remember, she was so terrified. I I think I kind of I was looking at an、uh, a cereal box or something like that. A box of cereal. Told me you told me at. After that, oh、um, yeah, I was really pissed off, and I but was when, by the time I turned around and looked at her, she already had her、uh, scarf covering her face. But then she had like almost her like her face against the whole like、uh, the, the wall of the aisle like she was like you know like scared of us or something because we were two Asians wearing our、um, surgical mask casually shopping IGA following the two meters floor signs. And I feel like you know the debate of people wearing a mask or not in public has been politicized, and it shouldn't even be. You know, like we just think wearing a mask is a basic personal hygiene kind of thing. You know, instead of saying that when you wear a mask, you represent some sort of political value that is against mine. Maybe we should stop doing that. Maybe doing less of that and more 
empathizing why people do things in public. You're definitely right, but you're only speaking of a group of people who believes in the conspiracy theories. I'm talking about not a group of people who don't understand why Asians wear masks. We wear masks to prevent from ourselves from catching the virus and ourselves from spreading the virus if we happen to catch it. That's why we wear a mask. We wear a mask to prevent. We don't wear a mask when we're sick. When we're sick, we stay home. There's no reason for you to be out with a mask on when you're sick anyway. At that, I think at that moment, that Caucasian lady, the reaction that she gave us was more like she thought we were sick. So that's why she put on her scarf to cover up her face right away. You're right, but I feel like there are different people, right? There are different types of people. Like some people politicize what people are doing. Some people are just concerned. Yep. So, I mean, we don't, we're not mind readers. Obviously, we don't know what she was thinking. But as people who received that kind of treatment, we felt that way. There were misunderstandings because we misunderstood she thought of us in a certain way. And she misunderstood why we do the things we do. So if we have less misunderstanding and just try to understand what other people are thinking or doing by having more empathy, connecting with others. At the end of the day, through this platform, this channel, what we hope to do is just to explain a little bit of differences and um because i feel like hatred are built based on misunderstandings i feel like i mean we we never judge you for not wearing one we should have been the one who like oh my god like we should run away from her because she's not wearing a mask but we didn't do that that will cause us more hate exactly we didn't want to do that because it's just not what we are it's just not what we represent it's not something that we would do as asians or chinese we just do us, basically. We just do whatever we think that it's the best decisions, you know. We, we always remember that we sacrifice some of our, of our convenience to protect you and the ones around you and everyone in the community. We're willing to do that. Yeah, less judging, less politicizing, just more empathizing. And that's really what we need at this very moment. I mean, we need that all the time but more during this time for sure and yeah that's about it we're wrapping up our episode this is a very controversial conversation i know we all have different opinions and we're all entitled to those opinions and thoughts so you might be a listener and think that the things that we are doing are very hideous or like you know things that may challenge your thoughts and values but you know all these things that we've been doing for the past and even for now we're doing it not only for ourselves we're doing it to protect people around us as well including you by having this platform and to express our thoughts and experiences we just want people to understand simply it will eliminate more misunderstanding because we feel like prejudice and discrimination all that bad stuff they all come from misunderstandings in conclusion we just think that our world can be a better place when we stop politicizing but instead of empathizing the intentions of others Thank you for checking out this podcast and make sure you hit subscribe for more upcoming content. Don't forget to stay tuned for the next episode and bye for now.